This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. God bless you. Several White House officials held a press availability this morning to preview the president's State of the Union address tonight. And those officials included Shalanda Young, director of OMB, the Office of Management and Budget, Mitch Landro, the senior advisor to the president for infrastructure implementation, and Keisha Lance Bottoms, senior advisor to the president for public engagement. Here are some of their responses to several questions, including as the president speaks about the State of the Union, what is the president's take on the state of black America? This response from OMB director Shalanda Young. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, to start from an economic lens, Erica. Um, and I touched on this in my opening remarks. Uh, uh, overall unemployment for Black America is at 5.4%. Um, it's the second lowest record uh, level on record. That to me reflects uh, a strong, um, a strong economic shows a strong economic recovery uh, for Black America. We have to remember where this president started. Black unemployment was over 9% uh, when he became president. Uh, so he is residing over one of the largest uh, jobs increases, not just in the economy overall, uh, but in Black Amer America. That's a good. That's a good point, uh, and that is a strong uh, sign in this uh, country uh, that the, when the president talks about growing the economy, uh, that brings along people who have historically been left behind in this economy. Uh, that number going from over nine percent to five point four shows that his policies are working. So everything Mitch is doing to make sure uh, that black and brown Americans have access to the jobs uh, to rebuild our infrastructure, that they have access to those high paying jobs uh, and that every job we're creating through these historic laws as president uh, help pass, uh, that they are good paying union jobs and that people who have historically not been invited to, to help rebuild America uh, get those jobs. So. Uh, to April's point, uh, I have, I'm optimistic about where we are. Um, always more work to be done, um, but where we are in looking at the stats, uh, I think it's a good news story for, for Black America. Keisha Lance Bottoms was asked how the president will address 
policing tonight. You you will hear the president touch on where we are with policing. As you know, we he had a very good meeting just last Thursday with leaders from the Congressional Black Caucus um, discussing what more support the president can give to getting that bill passed in Congress. It was a very robust discussion. Um, I think we all walked out of that room encouraged by what may uh, happen with that. And what we know is that the president has said publicly that he believes this bill should be passed, um, but it's up to Congress to get it over the finish line. Um, so I do think that you will he hear mention of that. And, and as you've mentioned, the parents of Tyree Nichols will be there along with some other family members, um, along with some others uh, in, in the audience who you will also recognize. So the president um, clearly is the president of all America. So this is a, the state of the entire uh, union. Um, but certainly he recognizes that this is an extremely important issue. And I do believe you'll hear him touch on that this evening. Tisha, can I just add a, add a couple of comments here? I, I had the, um, the pain of joining Keisha at the president's request at Tyree Nichols' funeral. Uh, of course, the vice president led our delegation. Uh, and it was that critical to the president to make sure that, that he communicated to the nation how critically important this was. It was really a painful experience, as they always are, to, to be with a mother who had to watch her son being beaten to death. Um, shortly thereafter, Keisha came back with the president and met with the Congressional Black Caucus, and he is completely and totally committed um, to the George Floyd Act. And as the vice president said that they will sign it, he also signed an executive order uh, that leaned in as far as he could lean in and, and continues to want to do more. But as Keisha said, the bigger point here is for the whole country. When Tyree was taken to us, he was part of the whole. Um, not just an isolated incident. And it's going to continue to be a critical mission for this White House to address those issues going forward. When asked if President Biden will address voting rights tonight, Keisha Lance Bottoms said this. I'm not sure if he is going to address voting rights directly. That doesn't mean that he's not going to address it, but I'm not sure that he's going to address it. Um, but again, this is an issue that's top of mind for the president. And as I remind people all of the time, there are three branches of government. The president has done all that he can from the executive branch on many of these issues that are of top concern and interest to the African-American community. Um, but it's also going to take Congress to join us in this effort and get it over the finish line. Um, so I've not seen the final draft of the speech. As you can imagine, this speech has been written, rewritten, and it's probably being rewritten again as we sit here. Um, but even if it's not mentioned this evening, it doesn't mean that it's still not um, of interest to the president. And again, something that he signed an executive order on, he's done what he can do uh, from his seat as the president from the executive branch. Um, um, but you will hear the president talk about the need to get things done in a bipartisan manner. Some of the biggest pieces of legislation that have come out of this administration have been because we've been able to, to work across the aisle. The president has, has really made an entire career of this bipartisan work. Um, and so he has signed this executive order, continues to call on Congress to join us uh, in doing what needs to be done um, as it relates to voting rights. A reporter also asked, if the president will address education. 
Once again, OMB Director Shalanda Young. So, um, look, I won't get ahead of the president. It's going to be a great speech, um, and he will give it better than any of us can preview it. I'd also point out uh, a lot of the things you care about will be in his budget, which he's announced uh, will come out on March 9th. And often the State of the Union, the president will talk about um, some very specific things. Uh, as Keisha said, even if spe specifics aren't mentioned because it's only an hour long uh, speech, a lot of the issues are reflected uh, in the president's budget. Um, and I don't think I'm giving anything away here because this president has a clear, uh, clear record here on record investments in education, uh, Title I, IDEA, um, what he did with the American Rescue Plan, getting kids back into schools. Um, that's That did not come by accident. Remember, most schools were still closed down when he uh, got here, getting the pandemic under control, getting funding through the American Rescue Plan, uh, so schools can improve ventilation. Uh, those things are, are still happening because we probably need to do those things even before uh, COVID. So this president has a, a long record on investing uh, in education. We've had some success getting Congress uh, to enact his budget proposals. Uh, and, you know, this president is not going to take his foot off the pedal um, and continue to, to make a case for in his budget uh, education in this country, which um, uh, he has a strong commitment to. And just a reminder uh, of who he's married to, uh, a, a community college professor, first woman uh, to occupy the first lady position who holds a full-time job. Uh, so something tells me the president uh, cannot forget about education uh, ever. And um, you, you should certainly see that uh, when the budget comes out, that remains a priority for the president. And on top of what Shalanda mentioned, um, remember in in the in the colloquy that I that I enunciated about the um, infrastructure bill, there are billions of dollars to make sure that our kids are being transported to and from school on clean school buses. Many of you, like I did, rode the bus to school, and I can remember getting out of the back door and just getting completely inundated by fumes. Um, that was obviously not good. Um, for me, or and it's not for kids. So that's one thing. There's also uh, the president's going to talk about child care and family leave and home health care, child tax credit. All of these things are necessary to prepare children to go to school. On top of that, there's a vast amount of money dealing with getting let out of child care centers, schools themselves, um, and and there's some resiliency money coming out of EPA to make sure that we clean the air uh, that are actually in the schools themselves. Because as I said. The, the, the prism through which the president is viewing all of these investments is Justice 40 and making sure that the benefits of these bills actually get into communities that have been left behind. And then finally, let me just say this, and, and I appreciate that the president's given the speech and the questions are about in his speech, but the folks that are actually controlling the House right now are talking about cutting the government and they won't put a plan forward. And I think the question is, what is your plan? Uh, what is your plan to deal with the deficit? What is your plan if you don't want to cut this, 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 or this? Can you show us what it is so that we can actually measure your ideas for building a better America and the president's ideas for building a better America? Because there is quite a stark contrast uh, between what their vision of what a good country looks like and what the president's vision is as well. There was a follow-up question on policing. This, once again, from Keisha Lance Bottom. Um, also remember that the vice president is going to be out on the road. She is going to be in Atlanta on tomorrow. 
So that is noteworthy. Of course, um, Atlanta has a significant African-American population, um, but also just in terms of the capital that the president is willing to expend, remember he signed an executive order. So he has used the power of his pen. I was in the meeting with the Congressional Black Caucus leaders on Thursday as they had a very open and honest conversation on what they can do together uh, to make sure that this bill gets across the finish line. The president has said that he is open to any suggestions on what more he can do um, in terms of from his position as president, what more he can do with his pen. But the reality is that Congress has to get it across the line. Um, and so the president, with his experience in the Senate, offered uh, his suggestions. He also listened on um, to ways that they can work together to make sure that this happens. But what he recognizes and what the congressional leaders recognize, it's going to take everyone. So the president's going to continue to do his part, continue to support Congress. And I would just say, again, um, you know, reminding people of the old saying that when America um, catches a cold, Black America catches the flu or pneumonia, or in this case, uh, disproportionate numbers, COVID. We had a, a rough few years, rougher than most, um, but the president's continued to lean into these policies that he believes will make a difference. But the reality is this, when you have experienced trauma and gone through what we've experienced over the past few years, you don't just wake up and it's all over. It's going to take some time for people to feel that recovery and feel that encouragement and really to have that belief that things are getting better. So bit by bit, the policies are coming into play. We believe as people begin to see the implementation in their communities, just like we've seen it with the $35 cap on insulin, you know what the president signed uh, into place as it relates to student debt relief, Pell Grant relief, $20,000 for people who receive Pell Grants, people like me and probably many of you on this call. Also what he's done um, as it relates to marijuana reform and the disproportionate way in which African-Americans have been sentenced um, as it relates to um, certain drug charges, et cetera. I, I truly believe as we begin to feel these policies, um, you will begin to see the shift in, in how um, it's reflected that these policies are um, positively impacting the African-American community. And let me let me see if I can take the second part of that question, um, just to add on to the to the great answer that Keisha just gave. Um, Deanna Branch will be uh, a guest of the First Lady tonight. Deanna Branch is from Milwaukee. Um, she had a son named Aiden and Jaden who suffered tremendously from you know, inhaling lead from drinking water out of lead pipes. We visited the vice president went once and then I went again physically to where her neighborhood was. And we we actually watched the workers uh, actually digging up the ground and replacing the lead pipe. That's when she knew that the president meant it. And of course, that's going to replicate itself. Um, there are 10 million households in the country that have lead pipes going to their homes that are going to be changed. And of course, the president and the vice president went to Philadelphia this weekend. As Keisha mentioned, we have 20,000 uh, projects, construction projects in some formation right now. That takes a minute to come out of the ground. The prescription drug law just went into effect last month. So the black community 
uh, can justifiably be in a trust but verify mode. Uh, there's no question about that um, because promises have been made and not delivered over time. But I, 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 I commit to you that you will begin to see these transformational impacts that investments in the African-American community that will move it forward. It is perfectly understandable to me as a politician, you know, when people say, well, people don't know what's happening in their lives. If you think about the trauma that folks have gone through in this country for the last six years, uh, and then you add on top of that an active insurrection, the deaths that we've had from COVID, the war in Ukraine, you could forgive a mama who's worrying about just making it to the next day to not pay attention so much to what those of us are doing in Washington. And that's one of the reasons why you have State of the Union addresses. Um, and that's why um, those of us are up here trying to make sure that the president's commitments actually get to the ground sooner rather than later. And uh, and it's beginning to happen in a big way. And the, and the economic indicators that Shalanda talked about earlier are proof positive that it's actually happening. 12 million jobs, the lowest unemployment rate, especially for the African-American um, community. Inflation, still a huge problem, but beginning to go down. The president's on it. He understands it. And that's what his uh, commitment has been. And, and he's going to deliver on that commitment. And what about the assault on African-American history education in Florida? I have not seen the final version of the speech. But again, as uh, Shalanda uh, has said, just because we may or may not hear it in the speech doesn't mean that it's not of uh, concern and that it doesn't have the attention of the president. And anything if it re relates to education, again, the first lady is an educator. So that's always top of mind um, for the president. Um, and just in terms of the primary calendar, I don't know if that will will not be mentioned um, in the speech, but you all, I'm sure, follow um, uh the president and the vice president spoke at the DNC this past weekend to talk about this primary calendar and why it's important that it be changed, that you have a demographic who gets to vote early that's really reflective of who we are um, as a party and as a country. In light of education, everything, and this is Black History Month, is he going to address the looming threat to affirmative action? Again, well, I don't know if it will be addressed in the speech, um, Reverend, but I can tell you that the president has set some very ambitious goals. He has raised the bar in terms of minority participation. Um, in fact, Mitch and I will be talking to some um, folk representing minority business and contractor community um, on tomorrow inside of the White House. So again, this is something that's been a priority for the president, he's not just talked about it, he's put it into action, calling on agencies to make sure that the percentage um, for participation of women and minorities um, has been increased over the course of this administration. And Mitch, you may have more to add to that. No, I just think that, that you can expect the president will go as far as the law allows him to go and will continue to be a very, very strong advocate and be very intentional about making sure that nobody gets left behind, especially the African-American community, whether it's an education minority, business development, contracting, whatever it might be. Um, in this infrastructure bill, for example, we are building roads and bridges and airports and ports, but it's the way that we're doing it that matters because the lens through which we see all this stuff on behalf of the president and the vice president is through equity uh, and making sure that actually nobody gets left behind. And of course, uh, when he talks about building from the, from the bottom up and the middle out, he's specifically not talking about trickle down. And he's also making sure that corporations and billionaires pay their fair share so it doesn't come out of the hides of, 
you know, folks that are that 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 work so hard every day. And of course, the minority community is right in the center uh, of the folks that built this country. He understands that. He knows that he advocates for it every day. Uh, and I think that the people he's appointed um, actually reflect that. And the policies that he's talked about actually reflect that as well. Finally, these White House officials previewed the vice president and the president's upcoming road trips that usually follow State of the Union addresses. As you know, the vice president will be in Atlanta tomorrow. A lot of it is going to be focused on climate. I'm also talking about the impact on urban communities. As I mentioned earlier, Atlanta has some of the uh, amongst the highest asthma rates in the country. Um, and it's often not a conversation that the African-American community believes is pertinent to them as well. Unless, of course, you live in New Orleans and you've been displaced. Um, but the reality is this, and, and it's not because we don't care. We often don't have the luxury of speaking of it in terms of climate. Um, but when we talk about asthma rates, when uh, we talk about pollution in our communities, when we talk about climate refugees, people who are being uh, displaced and, and people coming into cities like Atlanta from places like New Orleans um, because of these climate disasters, really. Um, you'll hear um, the vice president talk about what the administration is doing and why it's important to communities across the country, um, especially those in the inner city. And again, this goes back uh, to what Shalanda's talked about and what Mitch has talked about, making sure that we have a budget that reflects our priorities and making sure that people are seeing and feeling this in our communities. You know this, Tia, uh, we've had in Atlanta, we've had uh, uh, significant flooding on the west side of Atlanta, uh, which is not near a, a body of water, but it's because of any number of things uh, that needed improvements as it relates to infrastructure and, and storm drainage, et cetera. Um, and so I think you'll hear the vice president lean into that. Um, and um, again, making the case on why it matters to us all and how the administration's reflecting those priorities in the work that we are doing. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.